Tonight's showing of balls to it is not suitable for younger viewers and could cause offence. The programme may also contain scenes where strobe lighting is present. Welcome to Balls to It. My name's Andrew Clark, uh, hosting again. Uh, this week I'm joined by Daniel Hargreaves and Paul Clark. Ian Taylor has uh, decided to swan off again this week, not because he's gone to work, but he's gone to pub and apparently Pad's Town is on. I don't know what that means, but if anyone... It's Leopard's Town. Oh, is, Leopard's Town? is that how drunk he is that he's just yep. sort of like put it on? So he's in the pub and Leopard's Town's on. So Wow, you said joined by Dan and Paul. Like, we're co-hosting this. You're not co-hosting. We're like regulars. Whoa, whoa. You're side bitches. That's are not side bitches. You're... We make this. We're bringing the people to listen. You're we're just like in. some man who does all the Anything work. Fun. You join in. Yeah. You join I, just, in me and Paul. I just do all the work. I host yeah. it. Uh, I you're do the, the admin show. bitch. <laughs> I edit the whole thing. Yeah, uh, I pretty much. Just, and what did you do before this, Paul? You've just woke up. Yeah, I'm a working guy. It's warm. So am I. And everybody on this podcast, bar me, doesn't have a top on right now, and this disturbs me a little bit. Because you're the admin tits. bitch. There's a lot of tits on show, and I'm not enjoying it. But let's let's be honest. There's no boobs on show. Got faces. All you can see is massive, like trapezius shoulders. Don't be jealous. He's got, not, he's got everything else, got nothing but the peas. <laughs> right. <laughs> this week, obviously, uh, we are currently just over 24 hours from the Euro starting. Wait, football's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming. Football's coming home. Can you say that in um, Flemish? Uh. <laughs> No. I've never heard a Belgian person speak like that. Oh, is that the I language? Yeah. Flemish. <laughs> I speak Flemish and French, mate. Oh. <laughs> and English. And English. Probably better than you do, mate, to be honest. Um, right, so yeah, we're 24 hours away. Uh, Turkey versus Italy kicks the tournament off uh, in Rome. Um, and we are going to talk about the Euros. I know we talked about the Euros last week, but we can't really 24 hours out from, uh, from starting the Euros not talk about it but first I want to talk about there's a lot going on in football behind the scenes at the moment transfer rumours managers getting sacked and then turning up in random places I think this is the the weirdest end of a season the most managers I've seen get sacked at any point um what are your thoughts on sort of the Spurs job is probably the biggest one that's out there in this country but the biggest one that's out there well there's two of them isn't there Juventus and uh, Real Madrid so obviously Zidane got fired Ancelotti went to Madrid, didn't he, sir? Oh, yeah, that. he did, yeah, to take that back. That's cut closed. That. Oh, we'll cut that out. We'll cut that out. No, we'll leave oh. it in. we just show everybody how much this so-called host doesn't yeah. know anything about sport, which is brilliant. But... Excellent, excellent. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> and also, Babs, yeah. Uh, you can probably put it, like, Tottenham's, like, one of the biggest, but one of the shittest jobs <laughs> anyone can take as well. Like, who wants that job? John Elliott. <laughs> John Elliott, yeah, he'd be asking all the Harry Kane for subs. Yeah. <laughs> in each fags <laughs> rocking oh, up God. in his jeans that's oh, why no, Zidane, we can't get turn around to Daniel Levy and he's like 
So, John, what can you offer the job? <laughs> well, give me, you know, unlimited Very... packs of, yeah, <laughs> unlimited packs of cigarettes and cat food. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah. So, who do you think goes to Spurs? I know they're, they're linked with Fonseca today, aren't they? Who got sacked from Roma oh, for finishing oh, seventh? Oh, oh. Yeah. It's just a poor appointment, isn't it? If you're going to do a, that, just a point that he had. I've heard, is this a rumour that Conte went for the interview and then then decided, nah, I've got mental health issues <laughs> and he's taking the time away from football? It is. Oh, well, that's a bad interview. <laughs> hey, he went for the interview and they they said to him, oh, um, his transfer budget was literally nothing, which is why he's walked away from Inter Milan in the first place. And he has to bring through a certain amount of youngsters and that's just not his style, is it? But the guys won just one Serie A with Inter Milan, and he's he's broke what Juventus is like ten years streak of winning it, and then he's won the Premier League with Chelsea a few years back. And Spurs are like you got no money, uh, but we've got a beautiful stadium, and we might be selling your best player. I don't understand how you how you well, want that job. Like, if Harry Kane goes. Mm-hmm. Son will follow. Deli Ali wants out probably at some point. They've got nothing. And I think if a manager comes in, like, why go for a top manager and say you have to bring through youngsters we haven't got the transfer budget? If that's the case, you might as well get like an Eddie Howe or something like that. Just someone who can just settle and just kind of develop a game of like, you know, the philosophy of football, like attacking. Harry Redknapp. Harry, yeah, Harry Redknapp, yeah, bring him through. But you, bring you, look, at, through, you look at... The Spurs managers, they've never really gone out and got someone who has been a, like, who, who they've gone out and got people like they're Jack Santini after the 2004 Euros, who was a France manager. He decided he didn't want to do it and they give it to Martin Yol, who did all right. And then he got sacked for one day Ramos, who awful. awful. Spurs, Spurs always like seem to have managers that remind you of like the um, Uncle Nobed that Peter Kay used to talk about. Yeah. You look look at Martin Young. You know, he's probably yeah. a really nice bloke, but he yeah. looked like the kind of guy that if you went to a family party, he'd try and singe you in the eye with his cigarette yeah. whilst kicking his <laughs> loafers at you. Tim Sherwood rocking up to your wedding in a gillet. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, take the gillet off, mate. The thing yeah, is, is that a few years ago, you look they, they've just they sacked Jose Mourinho and and they're replacing him with a guy who, well, at the moment, if it is Fonseca who did worse than the Mourinho. And Mourinho will do better than he did with that Roma team. Like, guaranteed. So... I just don't like Italian-based football managers coming in. I just... Very rare... Very rarely do they come up trumps coming from the Serie A. They have to kind of prove themselves first, I think. It's, it's, I mean, yeah. Conte and Ancelotti never won the Premier League, did they, mate? No, yeah. But, not, yeah, but it's them. different for them. Yeah, because Conte... They've both had Chelsea. You can't go to Tottenham and expect wonders. What's that noise? Oh, sorry, yeah. I live on a high street, so now and again you'll either hear sirens from the police or ambulance or some chabs on motorbikes. Well, you had a train going through your lounge. It's not great. Grace knows all about a train going through the lounge. <laughs> Fuck's sake, Dad. <laughs> Cut that out, Bob. Don't put that in. No, no, do, no, do. No, no. Please. That's getting highlighted. <laughs> Dan, can we get a choo-choo? <laughs> oh, look, he's he's taking his top off. He's joined the team. It, this is like the no, naked three podcast. naked lads. Do you know what's quite? Do you know what's quite funny? This links in with something I'm going to talk about later in the uh, podcast, which is brilliant. Oh, shirts off and celebrating. <laughs> well, you'll have to wait and see. It's a, it's a very um, important subject that we're going to cross later on. Okay. Paul, can I just say, are you naked, Paul? No, I've got pants on, mate. Uh, I'm naked, so Paul's got pants on. 
I'm naked and Bomb's just topless, so this could be uh, a completely different podcast on a different day. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a bit more homoerotic. <laughs> it's like porn hub cams. <laughs> this is only Where cams. This is, this is only cams <laughs> from last week. <laughs> only friends here. Um, right, so obviously only friends. The man there's obviously Frank Lampard's been linked with the Crystal Palace job. Uh, Everton, I forgot there's an Everton job going at the moment because Ancelotti left. That'd be why I forgot. That's a a better job than Tottenham. Bigger job as well. Historically, Everton and Tottenham are a similar team. Um, Not the biggest in their in their city. Um, Has the potential. I quite like Everton. I think they're a good team. I was really surprised when Arsenal decided they didn't want Ancelotti and went for Arteta. And then he went to Everton. It's a bit of a surprise. Uh, but they've been linked this morning with Rafa Benitez. Now Ancelotti's been there. You can imagine, like, there's going to be a lot of interest in Everton. Ancelotti's just come out the job there. They've, he's brought, like, they've got some quality players there. James Rodriguez. Um, top manager's going to be looking at that job, I'm telling you. Yeah, Ancelotti was a big fan of it as well. Like, obviously, he's gone to Real Madrid, which is fair dues. But you can imagine the amount of people, the amount of big managers who probably call Ancelotti and ask their opinion on it. And I reckon he'll say nothing but good stuff about it. No, I agree. I think I think I know Benitez. The reason why I'm saying Benitez though is obviously Benitez led Liverpool to the Champions League and the FA Cup and a Champions League final. Like he's loved on Merseyside on the red half. Would Everton fans accept him? Would he actually go though? I don't think he'll actually go to Everton either. There's We've talked about this before, and uh, the song will get played later in in the show when we do Taylor's tips, and it's. Uh, it's money, 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 money. And and, and it's as, as simple as that. If the money's right and the job's right for Rafa, I think he takes it. Like you said, he's quite he's not an elite level manager now, and but he has been in the past. He's got Wouldn't a winning. Would he rather mentality. want to go to Tottenham though? If there's two if there's two big clubs on the table, Everton and Tottenham, to save himself grief and keep his like legacy at Liverpool intact. Wouldn't he just want to apply for the Everton uh, the Tottenham job instead? I'm surprised that Zidane's not gone for the, the Tottenham job, but I know what, I, I can see what you're saying. Like there's two jobs on the table, and because of his affinity with Liverpool, surely he would go for the Tottenham job. But it's whether or not Tottenham want Benitez. That's the difference. It depends on what. Surely, what sounds, surely they'd love him. Oh yeah. Don't get me wrong, like Newcastle fans adore him. And he didn't even do that great with Newcastle. Okay, he won the championship with them. But Steve Bruce is not there. I don't know why Tottenham, not Everton, Tottenham, because Tottenham have to strip a lot back now and kind of get back to basics a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just go for an Eddie Howe. Eddie Howe plays it's like really good football, attacking football, which Tottenham fans love. A young manager who will be there for many years. He'll probably get moulded around David, um, you know, the, the chairman. Um, he's, he's, probably a, he's probably a little bit of a yes man because he has to be going into a big club. Why not? We don't need Dave Dodds, mate. We don't need Dave Dodds going, yes, yes, boss, yes, good, good team. Good boss, team. Yeah, 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 boss, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Zidane, I don't, where does Zidane go from here? I mean, he's a three time winner of the Champions League as a manager. I mean, to be fair, we'll go wherever he wants, mate. I'm pretty sure that we could have won the Champions League with that team, that Real Madrid team. It's the second time he's been sacked as well. Like, he went back, if you remember rightly. They had the old Spain manager, who's now the manager of Sevilla, and they sacked him and then went back to the Zidane. It's, it's kind it's of Madrid, like... though, isn't it? Madrid don't do long-term managers. No. No matter how good they Not many it's... clubs do nowadays, do they? Like, if you look at it... Yeah, but... Particularly Spain. and In Spain, the top two. Yeah. Like, 
the pressure is is on another level compared to the Premiership or like English clubs, British clubs. I'd say Chelsea are very similar in that in that respect. They have short term bursts. You look at all the managers they've had. They've had pretty much every top class manager. They've even had Benitez. Benitez was the manager of Chelsea for a while. I can't really say more than on the managers. And Lampard, I think, will go to. to Alice, right, the Euros, what we're here for. At the moment, honestly, a month of watching football every single day, trying to sneak in, watching it at work, and just feel a little bit like a kid on Christmas Eve when the Euros are. I'm so excited. I love it. It I I can't wait to just get back from work. I'll get a couple of beers. I'll watch the bit. Are they doing a ceremony or anything like that? Not as far as I'm aware, because it's different yeah, yeah, this time around. I'm assuming they will. They'll do something, won't they? Like, oh, because it's in Glasgow. No, it's not in Glasgow. It's in, um, in Rome. Rome. In Rome, yeah. They've got to do something, surely. I mean, just like a few balloons, <laughs> some party poppers or something. <laughs> What's that thing that you blow? Like, and it goes. Yeah. One of them. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the Euros and I've got a couple of questions for you boys. It's on the spot, right? And I want you to answer the first question that come um sorry, the first answer that comes to your head. So Paul, we're gonna start with you. Quick fire questions on it. Who's your winner? France. How far will England go? Semis. How far will Scotland go? There'll be a Scottish ref in the second round. <laughs> How far will Wales go? Baku. <laughs> 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 Underachievers. Can you class Italy as underachievers? No, what I mean is, is it a team that you think is going to do well but goes out early? Oh, right, okay. Belgium. Ooh, interesting one. Uh, overachievers. Uh, what is that a team that you think are going to do well who are going to do well? No, a team who, <laughs> a team who you think are going to do badly, well, well, on paper should do badly, but sort of get through the rounds. Like Wales did in the last uh, Euros. <laughs> Iceland, the Euros before, Greece, etc. Okay. Um, Scotland. Okay. Interesting. Uh, top scorer? Harry Kane. Uh, best player of the tournament? Killian Mbappé. Okay. Just, just before you move on, um, the reason I've picked Scotland as my overachievers, obviously this Euros is a bit different. Normally it used to be the top two from each group go through, but obviously there's is it six groups now and two of the third place teams Four. go through. Four of the third, so, yeah. so basically, we might as well just put everyone through to the next round anyway. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but if you look at England's group, the, the whole probability and thinking is that England will win the group, but then that gives us a, a match against the team who finishes second in the group of death. Yeah. So yeah. winning the group isn't actually the best way of progressing in this tournament, strangely no. enough. So no. you 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 win it's lose, lose, really. you, you win the right. group and you you play either Portugal, Germany, or France or Hungary. Yeah, forget Hungary. Don't worry about Hungary. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the coming Hungary. Imagine Hungary just snuck through and and like one of the big boys went out. Yeah, let's let's forget imagining that. It, the only team that would probably not go through that if that was to happen might be the Germans, but they always turn up at tournaments. Yeah. Look, then you, we're, we're them drew to play the runners up of that group, and it's not an easy game. We finished second in our group. You play the runners up in the Spain group. Yeah. I can't even think it was in Spain's group. No, I can't. Look, some of the some of the groups are ridiculous. Like Holland's group. I mean, Holland aren't a great team, but they've got some like North Macedonia, uh, Austria, and I can't remember the other team. But like they should they should ro- like roll it. And then we've got our group, which is pretty. Actually, if you look at it, it's pretty difficult. But I think we will. I think we will win it. I think 
we want the winning mentality of going through as group winners. So you've got um, Spain, Sweden, Poland and Slovakia. So you say Spain win that group. You're looking at Sweden, Poland or Slovakia rather than Germany, Portugal or France. And we battered yeah. Sweden in that last World Cup. It wasn't like that was the most comfortable 2 0 win in the quarterfinals I think I've ever seen. Remember where well, we were down for that? Yeah, in a hot tub. In a hot tub. Yeah, you kept trying to touch my penis, which was weird. Sorry? Who? Bobbin. Kept trying to touch my penis. No, I didn't. That's not... Right. People from work, work, listen to this. I don't want any rumours. Yeah, and they'll they'll speak out, people from work. (laughs) 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 We've got to get together and talk about this. Dan, you're on the clock. Uh, Quick fire. Uh, Winner? Uh, France. How far will England go? Um, second round. Oh, last sixteen. Okay. Because if we, because if, if we, if we face France in the second round, France will beat us. I think. Fair enough. Uh, how far will Scotland go? Um, second round. Wales. Bottom of their group. To be fair, they've got a difficult group. Nope, they're going out, and they're shit. And when they go out, I want <laughs> the England players to record themselves celebrating it as well, like they did to us. Little pricks. Right. Remember when we went out to the World Cup or wherever it was and they all started celebrating because we went out to Iceland? Underachievers? Uh, Belgium. Okay. Uh, Overachievers? Scotland. Got to agree with Paul. Top goal scorer? Um, Going to go with Kane again. Got to. And player of the tournament? You know what? I'm going to actually go Grealish. I think Grealish is going to step up. I think he's going to be absolutely unreal. I know, I know. Being a Birmingham City fan, it kills me to say that, and I know I'm shaking. I'm I don't getting know a, if he's going to even start. But it pains me to say, like he's an unbelievable player. And someone and I just think it's going to be. Can that I just guy. step in there? One. I'm not. That's fine, Dan. That you've chosen. I don't. You know, you want to choose Greenleaf. That's fine. Listen, Bob's pull your pants up, son. Um, there's no. Worry for me, you're choosing it, but you've chose Grealish as you play with the tournament. But England are going out in the second round, mate. So yeah, he's going to have to do something ridiculously yeah. good in the I group. Know. Yeah. <laughs> now, well, you know what? We might not. We might not go out the second round. The reason why I only said second round is because if we face France, I think France will get the better of us. But if we pay, if we face Portugal, I can see us going through. So I'm not necessarily will go out the second round. It is, I think whoever wins that game, the second round, um, will be the winner of the tournament overall. So it could be France, could be Portugal, England. One of those teams will win it. Yeah, it got a sort of scenario of the 2002. <laughs> uh, the viewers uh, that are listening at the moment, Dad has just got up and he's actually bollock naked. I have just seen his arse. And now he's got a beer in front of, well, oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, I've forgotten the bottle opener. He's got a can. Oh, can we have a week Sorry, or guys. we can get naked? <laughs> um, I'm, ass- I'm assuming this is why we're not doing like a, a YouTube version of this podcast. <laughs> oh, are we not? Gutted. My fans, um, my glorious fans would have, <laughs> would have missed that. Um, yes. YouTube is not the greatest place uh, for such nudity. Um, right. I was just going to say, the, it, we've got a similar situation from 2002 where... The two best teams met in the quarterfinals. England and Brazil were the two best t- standout teams in that tournament. And unfortunately, we just happened to meet an unbelievable Brazil team um, in, the, in the quarters. Because I genuinely think if we, we'd have beat Brazil, we would have won that World Cup because we'd have beat Turkey, who were good at the time, but I just don't think it was as good as they were in 2004. And we'd have beat the Germans in the final. Um, it's a bold statement because you never know what, what would have gone on, but just think that's the case. But... Here's my picks. So, 
Uh, winner, Portugal. I think Portugal are going to do something in that group. And I think it's going to be... Winning games. Well, yeah. They, they, they also... <laughs> they also... People forget about Portugal because, like, France are so good on paper. But Portugal's team is very, very strong. And they won, like... What, They're also the world champions. So I'm not just on paper, France. How far will England go? I think we'll get to the semi-finals. I think we okay, will... Okay, so, Bob, so, all right. So, what if we face Portugal, then, in the second round? I think France are going to go out early. No, that's not why I asked. No, no, so... No, I think Germany finished second in that group, and I think we beat the Germans. I, I, I genuinely do. What if we What if we face Portugal? I think that's who beats us in the semi-finals because that's the no, route we would go. No, hang on, hang on. I've just I've just said I think we'll get to the semi-finals. The you're thinking of permutations here. You're thinking of permutations here. <laughs> you're going. I've had a look at my wall chart, and if this happens, that happens. And what I'm saying is Portugal win that group, Germany finish second. I think France finish third. I genuinely okay. do. I think France have France can be exposed at the back. They're similar to us. They're top heavy. They're like Melinda Messenger. They're big up top and not not a lot else. They don't need they don't need defenders when they've got Kanto. I agree with what you're saying. I just feel like they can be out overrun, and I genuinely think there's going to be a big surprise in that group of death, and that is where. So how far will Scotland go? I think they get to the last sixteen. I actually genuinely think they're going to finish second in that group. I think. They've got quite a good side, Scotland. Um, I've been listening too much to talk sport, clearly, on the way to, to the gym and work. And on you, know the way- why? you know why I'm saying that as well? Because I agree with you, Bob, so I don't want to interrupt you. But mm. Scotland also playing in Glasgow. They're also playing yeah, in Scotland. They've got two games. They've got two game games. The Republic is in Glasgow. And mm. that, I'm going to massive, jump massive in there and say, Scotland's last friendly. They beat the mighty Luxembourg 1-0. Luxembourg are a good team, Paul. You know Scotland, what? Scotland's big... Every time I seem to watch Scotland recently, they're struggling to beat Israel. Yeah, they went, uh, they went up against um, Holland, though. Uh, good. I do, I do feel them adding Che Adams, uh, Billy Gilmore, Che McAdams, Che McAdams. Yeah, I think obviously Che Adams. They, they talked about it before. He obviously held off until they qualified before. He was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm Scottish. I'm, I'm Scottish. I definitely want to go to the Euros, so I'm Scottish." Um, I think. Adding him, and they've got what Lyndon Dykes and Nes- Nes- Nesbit, Nesbit, who we tried to sign in January. They've got a decent. I think they'll get through to the last sixteen. Wales, I think, go out in the group stage. Ramsey's injured. Bale could turn up if he does. They'll do all right, but I don't think he will. Um, oh God, of course. Yes. Has anyone seen the Wales kit? No. No. Holy Jesus, Mother of Christ. Have a look. Type it in on some kind of like app. Right app now, just, just, Wales, Wales 2020 kick. Has anyone seen the... I, the uh, started to think the fucking Spanish or something. Have you seen the... Wales 2021 um, football kit. Let's have a look. Have you seen the Ukraine one? Oh my God, it is as well. Yeah, um, Ukraine have got the, uh, the, the, the actual Ukraine. Of yeah, with, with a bit of Russia. That <laughs> Russia took over. <laughs> and Russia are fuming. <laughs> um, have they? Yeah, yeah. And they're just like, like stoking the fires. Um, Russia in the Euros? I don't think they are. You know, I think they. I don't think they're qualified. Um, North Macedonia. Wales kit's ridiculous. It's spot. It's literally exactly the same as as, um, as a Spanish. Put it up on the screen so Bob's can see. You got like yellow, yellow Adidas instead of what? Kind of, wait, what are you doing, Dan? You got to just tilt on your head. Yeah, there we go. Right there. That is literally the Spain kit. It's the Spain <laughs> kit with a dragon on it instead. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, is that Dan James looks thrilled to be wearing it as well? He's got that look on his face like, oh man, I wish I was English. 
Underachievers, France. I genuinely, I, I just don't know what it is. I, I genuinely don't. I think France might struggle. Um, I know we're looking at their team and they're the current world champions. It's a ridiculous statement for me to say. But sometimes France have this thing. They've brought Benzema back in, who has already apparently pissed people off. Kylian Mbappe apparently has fallen out, fallen out with Giroud. France have this thing of they're either united together and they win things or they fall out with each other and it seems to be going the other way. Overachievers... Worth a bet though, Bubs. Sorry? Worth a bet. What, the, them to struggle? That, fr- that France won't qualify. There's a chance. I genuinely don't think they'll... I, I was saying it's worth a bet. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I might look into it. Um, overachievers, Denmark. Um, not for the fact that I got them in the sweepstake at work. It's really fucking annoyed me. Um, yeah, I, I think Denmark have got a decent... I mean, we talked about this before. I think they've got a decent team. Turkey are another shout, actually, as well. They're quite a young side. Russia um, have qualified. Have they? They're in Denmark's group. Yeah, so that's why they're not going through. With Finland and Belgium. Oh, what an awful group. They're so boring, isn't it, that group? Finland are qualifying for tournaments nowadays. This is how easy it is to get into the Euros. Timo uh, Puki. That's a, name me another player. Anthony um, What's his name? Um, Mikael Forsell. Yeah, Gaskalainen. He's, he's got to be in there, hasn't he? Um, he's finished. Top goal scorer, Romelu Lukaku. Oh, piss Always bangs goals. And just like you've just said there, look at his group. Look at the yeah. group he's in. He's know what? Actually, goals yeah, you know what? yeah, I immediately regret my decision then because... When I was when I was thinking about top goal scorers, I looked at France's group and I was going to say Mbappe, mm. but he's got the hardest job to score goals out of that group, and that's where yeah. that's where you do score goals. Well, you said Kane there, Dan. Kane's playing yeah, Scotland. I know, I know. I was going to. I know, but I was going to say Mbappe, and there's there's a constant conversation between like um, who's going to be a top goal scorer, Mbappe or Kane or someone else. No one. Expect Kane to have six goals coming out of the group. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> But Mbappe's got the hardest job, hasn't he? Because he's got the hardest group. He's got the hardest defenders to go against. And the player of the tournament for me is going to be Bruno Fernandes uh, because I picked Portugal to win. See his goal yesterday? Yeah. Unreal. What about, can we add another category to this whole thing? Yeah, go on. Breakthrough player of the tournament. Oh, we know who we're going to, all going to say, though. Bellingham. We're all going to Jude say Bellingham. Bellingham or Bellingham. Bellingham. <laughs> No, no, um, no, just Joe no. Bellingham. already broke through, mate. He's in the Champions League final. Bellingham. <laughs> Bellingham's done. 17? Madness. 17. Do you remember what I was doing when I was 17? Scratching yeah, my balls on the hump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm still having therapy for it, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't, like, your therapy obviously didn't work because you were doing it the very next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you left, no, like scratching your own balls, not mine. <laughs> Make that clear. <laughs> which brings me to the next bit, which is Dan's favourite things. Chocolate hobnob, chocolate digestive, rich tea can fuck off. Those are a few of my favourite things. What are yours, girl? Bubbles coming home, it's coming home, it's coming home, it's coming. Um, so, we're going to start the Euros. Um, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts um, about Euros and the build-ups, etc. Uh, particularly the match of the day one, which is brilliant. And they're always talking about like, the, the best kind of Euros moment. But I want to exclude England moments in it. I want to just focus on your favourite moment at the Euros, excluding England moments. Because obviously everyone will think of Gascoigne. Yeah. Um, and... 
it's it's anything but in the moment. So, what's your favorite goal? Favorite moment? Favorite celebration? Uh, favorite? Oh, could be favorite anything from the Euros in our lifetime as well, obviously, because you won't remember yeah. anything. Well, there's there's a lot going on at the Euros, isn't there? There's, there's, like, should I start with myself? Yeah, I start with myself because um, again, because listening to um, the podcasts of Match of the Day, it's, like, it's brought back so many memories, and I think other than England, one there's a the sirens. <laughs> Constantly, literally every twenty minutes, you'll get one of those. Where do you live, man? Bronx. This year, I'm right, right next door to a police like station down the road. Um, but Greece winning the uh, Euros um, in two was it two thousand and two thousand four. Yeah, I remember watching it, and it was a little bit like um, the Leicester story in yeah. a certain way. Like obviously, like no one would have thought Greece was going to go and win it. And that was the times where golden goal was happening as well. So there was a time where, like, if the game went into extra time, if you scored the goal in that in that extra time, you automatically win. And I think Greece did it twice. I think they beat Portugal, I think it was, or someone else. Um, they did beat I think Portugal. That was, they did. They beat France as well in the quarters. That's it, France. Yeah, yeah. I think it in golden goal as well. I think, um, yeah, I think that was my favourite moment, other than English. Uh, England moments, I think, yeah. Greece winning it. I remember the day we went out of the Euros. It was the day before we were going to Spain, Paul. And um, I watched the Greece game in Spain. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, Euro moment. There's not a goal. Like a particular goal that you can think of. <sighs> See, did you? I don't know. Or something that you remember. Because, on, like, again, on the podcast that I was listening to, they, they also listed England going out to Iceland. <laughs> Which was yeah. massive. Like it's not because it's a favourite thing. It's just because it's so iconic. Like, such a massive like um, underdog winning. Yeah. But you can't mention England, so go over it. See, they were talking about like I um, see. I'm going to England again. Like England beating uh, Holland for one. Like but Denmark winning in '92. But I wasn't old enough to remember it. So there was a thing about Denmark as well. You know, Denmark got in um, yeah. on a weird rule or something. Yeah, yeah. It was because Yugoslavia were banned from. That because of the, the war in Yugoslavia. Yeah. They were banned from the thing, so they brought Denmark in and they went on to win it. So they didn't yeah, even qualify. Yeah, yeah. The, the, lads, the lads were on the beach, like they were phoning Yeah, this. literally. Yeah, they were. <laughs> yeah, genuinely. Uh, only one of them turned turned it down. It was Brian Laudrup, who's like probably one of the best Danish players of all time. What a mistake. What a mistake it's a maker. <laughs> I don't think he cared too much. He won plenty after that. Euro moment. Euro 96 stands out in my mind. It's like probably one of the best tournaments I've seen overall. Like that Czech Republic team come out of nowhere, didn't they? Yeah. Um, it, shows how that, it shows because you're obviously struggling to think of anyone. So it's all like the only thing, and, and fair play, like the only thing that actually matters is the England, England teams. Yeah, I think um, actually I do have a moment and it's uh, 2012, the final and it's uh, Italy versus Spain. And going into the game, Italy are always known for being well organised, and that Spain team was unreal. And Spain tore them to pieces. Yeah. Like, it was, like, the most complete footballing performance in a final I've seen in a long, long time. And um, I was in Bulgaria watching that. Always links to going on holiday. I was in Bulgaria watching it. And I just remember thinking, Italy have got a chance, Italy have got a chance. And Spain just blew them away. They were just that yeah. good. Like they were, I just think also the atmosphere from 2016's Euros, you know, Will Griggs on fire, you know, didn't play a minute of the whole tournament, yeah. but like everyone was singing Will Griggs on fire. Yeah. And then 
like Tyson Fury in Nice buying everyone Jaeger bombs and just like the whole atmosphere from 2016, I think is, is another favourite moment. Just like everyone getting together in France and just having a good time. What about you, Paul? You got anything? Um, Marco Van Basten's goal in the 88 yeah. Euro final. Yeah. yeah. No, That's, okay. um, that was a classic was, one as well. I was three years old and obviously you were probably not even born or very, very, very young. But you've seen that, so. that goal time and time again, replayed. Yeah. Probably you'll probably see it tomorrow when the first game comes on and the, yeah. they have the introduction. It's one of the all-time best finishes or volleys. Just ridiculous the angle, the way he caught it. It's just stupid. Yeah. It's mad but you so, that nobody talks about Van Basten in that dance of like best players of all time. And I think it's because he, he retired so early. Like yeah. He retired when he was like 29 or 30. He wasn't, he wasn't old at all, but yeah, that got... Can I um, kind of say, if it was an English moment, an English only, can we all agree that it would be the Gascoigne? Or have Absolutely, you got anything to... yeah. I mean, I don't feel like there's any other moment. I actually think if we look back, there was a moment England where we lost to France in that first game. And someone put it up on our group the other day of Rooney just absolutely destroying Zidane when he was like 18. And it was the first time I've really been excited about a one footballer for England. Yeah. Um, now we've got like a whole bunch of them come through and it's like, finally, we've got attacking players with a defensive manager. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, yeah, it's, it's, it's got to be Gascoigne, hasn't it? Yeah. I think I actually think it, that overshadows the fact how good we were in the game after against Holland. Like, we were ridiculous. If you look at those moments, Stuart Pearce scoring the penalty that redeemed himself from 1990 World Cup. I don't think, with the Gascoigne thing, it's not just the goal as well. I think it's everything. It was against Scotland. Um, I think, yeah, prior to the game itself, they were all getting loads of stick because of the dentist chair. They went to Hong Kong, didn't they? And they all got caught getting absolutely smashed in China and it was massive on the media and they were all getting slated for it. Um, and that celebration was obviously to take the piss out of themselves for getting so hammered. Um, and it was it, it was the perfect moment. It was the perfect goal in the perfect moment and the perfect celebration, which made yeah. it so awesome. I, I also think the fact that they missed the penalty just before that was, yeah. the, was the, the even bigger thing. And we talked about, I talked about it last week. It's the first time I really fell in love with football, watching football, is the moment I knew that football was probably my number one sport at the time. Um, and just, it's just like, it was unbelievable. But Colin Hendry was a Premier League winning centre-back. It's not like he was flicking it over, like, John from down the, the working man's He career. always reminds me of an ice cream man for some reason. What, Colin Hendry? Yeah, that, that shit blonde hair and just, you know the Peter Kay thing when he plays an ice cream man? It just looks like that. Yeah. No, I can imagine it does do that. <laughs> so there we are. Uh, footballers have other jobs. Colin Henry's an ice cream man. Um, <laughs> right, next. Um, and now it's on to Swiper. No swiping. No swiping. Swiping, okay. I need your help to stop swiping. You have to say swiper, no swiping. Say it with us. Swiper, no swiping. Swiper, no swiping. Swiper, no swiping. Oh, man. All right. Uh, just a quick one. Hello, everybody. Hope you've had a lovely week. Fuck off. I'm just having a quick look now. Obviously, people who listen to the podcast via Twitter were asked to vote 
Um, I found out last week that my brother didn't follow me on Twitter, so that's the reason I couldn't put the poll on no, myself. I did, no, I, did, no, I, did, I did follow you on Twitter, and what happened is my phone's been messing up, and it keeps like triggering. Oh, yeah, excuses, and it excuses don't burn you. calories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, made me, it made me unfollow you, and I was like, this is fucking awkward. It sounds it? like <laughs> when you bump into a girl that you met at a bar, and she asked why you didn't call her. <laughs> Oh, no, because my phone was broken and uh, I changed my number and then uh, something else happened. Tell the yeah. truth. Oh, I'm on Twitter, you, but you, you like got someone else to put the... Right, so what we've got is this. Last week's question was, is cheating in sport worse, less or equal to cheating in real life? Obviously, Dan said that it was a lesser offence and he thought that cheating in sport was worse than cheating in real life. Yeah. Andrew was the opposite. He said that he thought it's worse to cheat in real life than it is to cheat in sport. And I sat on the fence, as you said, cool. and just said cheating's cheating. Well, the voting public of Twitter have decided to agree with both myself and Andrew, more so Andrew, by saying that um, it's a lesser, it's perceived lesser thing to cheat in sport than it is to cheat in real life. So therefore cheating in real life's worse. That got 48% of the vote. Um, equally as bad got 44% and 8% agreed with you Dan so you're just a waste of life in the so human what, aspect actually, can I just reflect on that as well was Dan like, the 8% if, I, if, if an option to sit on the fence <laughs> would have been an option I would have sat on the fence I went first in this right and, and also on reflection I, I, on reflection I would completely change my opinion because <laughs> Cheating death is a damn good thing. <laughs> so I would choose cheating death every day other than Ronaldo like, not, not diving or something. It's just... But if, if we listen back, the actual the reasoning that you used was Thierry Henry cheating Ireland and the whole Irish <laughs> yeah. nation you know, yeah. place at the yeah. World Cup. So you got two votes and both it of them were like Irish. I had a few issues at that point. So listeners, but, I apologise. I changed my opinion and I'll also sit on the fence with Paul. <laughs> so just to put this out there, for those of you who listen through other means other than Twitter, where there isn't a poll option, um, it, we do read your uh, feedback on Facebook, for example, and we enjoy that you like the pod and the stories that get told. Um, so if you hear this section and you want to give your opinion, please do in that. It'd be great to read what you think, because today's one is going to be another poll-based sports and real-life question. And the question yeah. is this. If you were a professional sports person and you say you was a footballer at a football club or a boxer who worked with a boxing coach, or an athletics person who worked with an athletics coach, and you were, you know, high caliber sports person, but you decided to move club or move to a different coach, would you change based on them asking you to, or would you stick to the person that you are and basically continue to do what you're doing with just some fresh ideas to maybe improve in certain areas? Obviously, in a real life situation, that is. Um, if you was with a new partner, for example, would you change the person that you are, the things that you generally did before getting with a new partner to oh, yeah. suit? Yeah, so like I was saying, would you change your own personal, the, the way that you are as a person to suit a new sporting venture or a relationship in real life? So I'll start so that you just don't get left up shit creek today and I don't just sit on a fence. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so the options on the poll are going to be this. Yes, you would change both. So you'd change in real life and you'd change in sport. Yes, you'd change in sport, but no, you wouldn't change in real life. Yes, you'd change in real life, but no, you wouldn't change in sport. Or no, you wouldn't change for either. So it's yes, you'd change for both. Yes, for one. Yes, for the other. Or no, not at all. Now, my personal opinion on this is no, I wouldn't change at all. And the reason for that is if I was a very high caliber professional sports person, I'd be at that level for a reason. A club or a new coach who would want to sign or work with me would see that I'm a talented person. So therefore, why would they want to change the person that you are to suit their ideology of everything when they've obviously been attracted to you as what you've already done? And if you look at it from a real life perspective, for example, if you was with a new partner, when you first meet somebody, they're attracted to how you are when you first meet them. So why do you need to change certain things two weeks, a month into a partnership? So I don't think change is a good thing. You know, I'd happily get rid of social media. I'd happily get rid of telephones, cars. You know, I'm I'm all for going back to the 1800s, mate. Yeah. You are, Mish. Are you Amish now? You've moved them. <laughs> yeah, you're <very> sideburns. <laughs> Just walking around calling everyone English. <laughs> yeah. So, would you change, Daniel? You know what? Actually, Paul, I'd love to agree with you. Um, I'd love to agree with you, but I think realistically, not through choice, I think naturally people change through culture. Um, I think if you for let's let's just take Gareth Bale for instance, uh, moving to Real Madrid from Tottenham. I, I reckon Gareth Bale, through no fault of his own, is a completely different Gareth Bale personally from Tottenham and he's at Real Madrid. Um, I think um, in a professional sport, you surround yourself with, with people, uh, with players, um, with fans, etc. And I think if you're there for a certain amount of time, four, five, six years, I think naturally your personality will change to suit others um not that you want to um but i think naturally it will i think you have to kind of mold into culture like culturally um i think the only person that probably hasn't done that that i know of in history is probably a paul gascoigne sort of personality where he's that strong of a personality that he will just go be himself wherever he is and i think that's quite a rare personality to be i get Um, that personality i know that guy (laughs) yeah do you know the security yeah. guard at the M- uh, the MEM gates back back in the day oh, yeah. used to call me Gascoigne, yeah. mate? So he knew. Really? <laughs> I think because you only know Paul, mate. No, no, no. You could see from an early stage that I was one of them personalities yeah. that didn't need to change. Yeah, because you had your hair on. <laughs> um, but I think so. Like I think even small steps sometimes. I think even out of sport, like. Paul, you you'll um you'll resemble with this. Even Bob's actually like, I've moved to Milton Keynes like six years ago. But you walked to Mid- uh, Middlesbrough, Paul. Uh, Bob's in Leamington. I think there's certain aspects of different even cities in in England that you have to kind of adapt to, and friends that you kind of have to be around with different personalities. Sometimes not all the way, but sometimes there's things that you follow. Um, so I think so would you yeah. change? So you reckon there's change in both sport, sport and um, um, yeah, I'm normal say life? I'm going to say both, so, yeah. So just, just to, obviously before, Andrew, before you come in and give your opinions on this. So would you say, Daniel, that you change who you are and your, pers- no, your personality? Do you think it changes on who you 
are around at a certain point. Yeah. So I don't think, would you, I don't think, would you, I don't think it's intentional though. I think no, it's no. naturally. So do, do you think you revert to type, for example, if you were going out with Bubs and Ian and Dan uh, and yeah. Simon? So you revert into a, a person that you've been before compared uh, to if you say, for example, we're going out with your partner and her family. Would yeah, you act differently? Think, yeah, in, it's, it's weird. It's weird. You know what? Because it's a little bit like accent things as well. Like, so, you know, like, like when I'm over here in Milton Keynes, uh, for listeners who don't know, obviously I've lived in Milton Keynes for like six years and I, my Brummie accent kind of dissolves and like, I don't kind of get away from it. But as soon as I'm with the lads, new boys, Brummie accent comes straight back. But I think that comes with a little bit of personality as well. I think if you surround yourself with so many people from a different culture, you become one person, and when you go back at home, um, you also you you instantly come back into your old self. It's really weird, but that's that's who I am. So I'm going to say yeah, uh, change to both, but not intentionally. I'm going to agree with you both on two points here. So the first point no, is that's seen on the fence. You twat, you can't do that. <laughs> no, no, hang on, hang on. Listen to my point. Listen to my point before you fucking give me the fucking shit. I think... But you have to pick one point, though. No, no, but if I was an elite sports person and, like, say Jose Mourinho wanted to sign me for Roma, he will have known what sort of player I am. He will have done his research into my personality um, and he will he will know... He will have had people find that out. He'll have spoke to my agent, etc. In real life, I don't have an agent. I don't have a Jose Mourinho. And the reality is, I agree with what you're saying, Dan. When I'm... Especially about the accent thing... My accent gets worse when I'm back in Birmingham. If I spend a couple of days in Birmingham, my Brummie accent comes back massively. Now, I've still got a Brummie accent, obviously, but because uh, I'm not a million miles away from Birmingham in Leamington. But you do adapt. You do change a little bit. I don't think that I'm the same person that I was maybe 10 years ago. I've still got the same, like, stupid immaturity on occasions, but I'm not the same person that I was back then. Um, and I think you're right. I think you do change when you're in a different environment. Like you don't act the same way with like close friends and I don't know, like family than you do with your colleagues or, and I wouldn't, I don't act the same way when I'm with the boys as I do when I'm at home watching TV with Faye. It's just, it's... The, I think it takes a rare personality to do like, like a Roy Keane, for example, like just himself <laughs> wherever he is. And I think that's quite a rare thing, isn't it? I think. Obviously, I'm just clearly a rare kind of guy then, Dan, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, fair because... play, Paul, if you are, like, genuinely, I think it's rare. Um, I'm not, I'm not changing who I am for anyone's bull sacks. And I, just, no, uh, and I don't mean that, like, we don't mean that intentionally. No. Like, if I, if I had my own choice, I wouldn't change at all. No. I think naturally you do. I think, yeah, I think it's, like an it's learning from experience. Yeah. I think I did do the change thing once in my life. Um, and it was... You went to a female, didn't you? In Ireland. <laughs> oh, Ireland. I forgot you went to Ireland. I went and lived in Ireland for six months. Um, and I had my life plan up until that point and decided to change it for the sake of a female. Yeah. Um, and it was quite possibly the worst decision I've ever made in my life. Or the best, mate, if you think about it, in terms of lessons learned. No, exactly. The best to realise that, hang on a second, why am I changing all these things? Why am I moving away from all the people that are there for me and have been there for me and know who I am? To try and go and please a different culture in a different country and eggshell walk around in certain situations and yeah. not be myself 
why did I do yeah. that? But like you say, it's a lesson learned and it's a lesson that won't be yeah. getting happen again. Moving yeah. when I moved up north, like you said, six years ago, I was in a position where I knew that moving up north wasn't a risk. Yeah. It was better for my children. It was um, a nicer place to live than, yeah. without disrespect, I love Tisley. I grew up in, <laughs> yeah. I grew yeah. up in Tisley. You don't want to grow up there. But I, I don't want my kids growing up there because it's yeah, not yeah. the same growing up. It's not different that. now. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, we could go out and play in the streets without yeah. the fear of someone coming, stabbing us. Just yeah. for the sake of because they're walking around with a knife in the pocket. Yeah. The worst thing that you get happening in Tisley with maybe a bit of hit and run down the, the slip road. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. or, or taking yeah. a cricket ball to the face from <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so you know, that's why I, I refuse to change the person that I am anymore. That's fair. Yeah. Right. So um we've had a bit of a life lesson there, Paul. Um we're gonna move yeah, on. It got a bit deep that one, didn't it? You got so deep is about... it's going to get deeper and deeper. Oh, <laughs> I love when you talk about it to me, Paul. <laughs> no problem, Dan. Right, the last... <laughs> we talked about social media. We talked about uh, the fact that that's going to be on Twitter. The poll's going to be on Twitter, and if you want to get involved on Facebook, um, won't go for Instagram. So we're not cool enough. Social media posts have been in the news this week. Um, the England player and Surrey cricketer Ollie Robinson um, apparently posted a few. Uh, tweets when he was a teenager that were sexist and racist and he's been banned uh, indefinitely pending a um, an investigation by the ECB. And what I want to ask you is, should, obviously wrong what he did and I'm not, uh, I'm, obviously I condemn what he said, but if he was like 10 years ago, like we just discussed, people are different to what they were 10 years ago and he's probably un- uneducated uh, in, in that respect. Do you think that he should be punished now for something he did 10 years ago? No. Well, this is like kind of linking in with my segment that was just yeah. finished. Yeah. yeah. Has he changed growing up? Yeah. He obviously clearly has. He obviously doesn't have the beliefs. You know, I don't believe in some of the stuff I did 10 years ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... Like, so, like, it, it's not him that sent him. It was a teenage lad. <laughs> like, a yeah. teenage lad full of, like, blokes, of, like, lads around him who were trying to be funny. Um, and you can't, you can't, like, after all this time, you can't, like, let him take, like, the, the punishment for it. That's how people learn. They, 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 they'll write stuff, which is silly, and you learn from it. You take the, you take the punishment, or you take, your, like, you say that was wrong, and you, you move on. Yeah, I think him being... Why was it? 10 years ago, whenever it was. How long was it? It's about 10, 10 years, years ago. Yeah. Um, imagine imagine us. Imagine us being popular. Imagine going, well, even on Big Brother or something like a celebrity. Imagine like the media going through our social medias. And like, not, not even just us. I reckon about 85% of the population, if they went through all their like, medias and stuff like that, yeah. they're going to dig dirt on someone. Yeah. It's not even media. It's like, imagine like just going through your life, like... You know, exactly, I once, yeah, exactly. I once took a shit in the field and went and checked it up on the Monday morning <laughs> yeah. at school. On the verge of moving to Real Madrid. Podcast sensation. Once, once went to check his shit on the Monday morning. <laughs> in PE. Pooed in the sandpit. <laughs> Shame on Paul Clark who's in something. <laughs> Rumours he wiped his ass with a duckling. <laughs> you know what, actually, or maybe... you know, 
this is a funny story between me and uh, me and my brother Dave as well. Paul, obviously, no. Um, like for for those who don't know, we all went to the same um, upper school, uh, Yardleys, and by then it was split between two blocks. We had a year seven and eight block, and like literally like a five minute um, walk down the road was the upper block for years uh, nine, ten, eleven. When the year uh, seven and eight block closed because the school got rebuilt. Me and my brother uh, went out, we got hammered in A-Cut Screen, and we thought it'd be funny to sneak into the playground of um, the um, lower block, and we took a poo, both of us took a poo, right in the middle of the playground. <laughs> that's a life lesson there, now I know. <laughs> that's also a story that's been hidden in the, the uh, echelons of that, time. Not, the only reason I said that is because I know my brother will be listening to this, and he will be mortified that I've said it. <laughs> It, I I'm pretty that. happy that you've brought that to the table because for years that I was always the embarrassed one for having a poo in the field, and no, 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 you know no, it was always no. used against me. No. But, you know, I've, I've seen about that now though. That that lower block's a completely different school, so they would have seen that years Imagine later, right in the middle of the basketball courts. <laughs> I've seen I've seen a man have a poo out of a tree in the MEM. <laughs> he climbed up the tree, dropped his kegs, and had shit out of the tree. He fell to the floor from about ten foot. <laughs> I've personally pooed in the fields and now you've pooed in lower block. You what, sorry? It makes no sense to climb a tree first. (laughs) I don't understand why he done it, but he was, his name was Dean and he lived in the house you lived in, Daniel, before you lived there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, I did not know that. I don't understand, oh, I need a shit, I a sheep, where's the nearest tree? (laughs) Yeah, but I'm sure he still lived on the road. So I could have just walked down home, like, you know, I'm just going to climb this tree. A couple of uh, leaves. Jobs are good. And... Ridiculous. Right. Um, so let's talk about social media post-COVID back. <laughs> Obviously, we've told embarrassing stories. And um, I did a quiz a few months ago with um, with pals that uh, over here in Leamington. And Ooh, one friends. Of the... Okay. Oh, Leamington friends. <laughs> um, oh, pals. <laughs> one, one, of the, one of the questions was, whose social media post was this from 10 years ago? And the post was, I wank, therefore I am, right? And it was my post. I knew it was my post. We saw him digging back through my social media posts and found, I wank, therefore I am. Where's he going? All this talk of poo. has made Daniel need a poo. Uh, Mate, Garen's sex panther's looking a bit big, isn't he? With a gut on that. You still have a six pack when you had that tattoo done. <laughs> right. Um, so, that, yeah, I, I, I don't think that Ollie Robinson should be punished per se. They need to investigate and they need to educate him and say, look, no, and he needs to apologise. That's that's it. He needs to get on with his career um, and, that, and that's it. So, it brings me on to Taylor's tips. Now, Ta- Ian Taylor isn't here today. As I've mentioned, he's um, he's on the piss, but we're still going to do the charity hacker. <laughs> So we've got loads to choose from. Um, we'll go up until Monday. So the last games that we'll pick is Monday. Um, from the Euros, obviously, uh, group stage games that are going on. Um, and I'm going to start this one. 
And I think that Turkey are going to beat Italy tomorrow. What's the point in doing this group hacker thing, man? You, you, you're going for, like trying to win money for charity and then you're picking Turkey to beat Italy. Why don't you just like give up? I'm betting. That would probably bet better odds. And you know what? It'd be interesting to know if we did actually win thousands of pounds, would it actually go to charity? <laughs> would he it even put it's, the bet on? It's a pool. <laughs> don't the thing is, he does, put, he does put the bet on. He puts his bet on. And we win like thirty odd grand, just off the on, like you know, the, like just a oh, random. No. We don't win hundred quid to charity. And Teresa <laughs> waiting for their payment, and you wait, and, and we send Ian round with a check. To be Look fair, out. Italy are only one to two to beat Turkey tomorrow. So I've put Turkey in thirteen to two. Turkey are to win. What tomorrow. about what about Turkey double chance? I know who I've got to win. Okay, Dan, you go with yours, and I'll have a look at my. I'm going to have Scotland to beat Czech Republic. Okay, I'll get that up. I'm going to have Switzerland to beat Wales. Okay, Scotland to beat the Czech Republic of 15 to 8. Switzerland to beat Wales. Yeah. 23 to 20. I'm going to change my, my tact a little bit because obviously. <sighs> All right. Stick to Turkey, Bobs. That might happen. Yeah, it's it's the first game of the tournament. That's that's what's going through my mind. It's a double chance, though. I'll look for you. Did you see how um, Italy as well like broadcasted their um, squad in Italy? Yeah, they had a like, three-hour show, didn't they? They made it all showbiz. No, like real yeah. value. Turkey, Denmark are four to nine to beat Finland Monday. Tell you what, Poland to beat Slovakia five to six. I don't actually think Italy will beat them. I think it'll be a draw. That I think. I, I think, I think right. Turkey are going under the radar. To be fair, that te- ten pound on that is a hundred. Although it's in Rome, though, isn't it? Yeah. That's the only thing. So it's got to go in Italy's favour in that point. So £113 that pays if it wins. Off how much? A tenner. So Scotland, Switzerland and Poland. Does Ian not pick someone? Turkey Turkey or draw is Sky about six to four. That's good. That's good good odds, that is. That's better than your one, Bob. I'm going to... In fact, no, I'm going to stick with Poland and I'll get Ian to put his on. But so far, we're at £113. Once we get Ian's bet, because Ian's probably off his tits at the moment. In fact, yeah, I'm probably off basketball or something as well. I'm going to text him. Yeah. Um, so Ian hasn't got back to me, so I'm just going to pick a team for him. Uh, and I'm going to go with North Macedonia to beat Austria. Shall we? No, hang on. Before you do that, shouldn't it be like, if it's not just, if it's not Ian's, it should be a combined one? That we all agree on. Why don't you just put Turkey double chance as Ian's yeah. pick? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, put that, Bobs. Put Turkey double chance. Okay. So because Ian's not here, <laughs> uh, we're going to put Turkey double chance. Uh, oh, I thought you dismissed it. I thought you just went, okay, let's move on. Yeah, cut. <laughs> um, so that is off a tenner. Oh, prices have changed. Don't need to be Austria's an awful shout as well, Bob. Where the fuck's that come from? £278.20 pence if it comes in. So that'll be for a nominated charity, if we ever win one. Uh, right, so moving on to our final uh, bit. Um, it's on the clock. So on the clock every week, we do this. Uh, someone completely goes off topic. Um, I was listening this morning to, uh, to talk sport on the way to the gym before I got attacked by a rat that completely megged me and I shat my pants at five o'clock in the morning. I'm, I'm not afraid to admit that. I'll be honest with you. That this You've rat, done that before. This, yeah. Numerous times. This rat had fucking tattoos, but it was fucking massive. I like, genuinely shit. I shit myself. And there was a guy in the car who went past and he was pissing himself. Um, it's a shame if you needed the shit, you could have climbed a tree real quick. <laughs> or just gone into a school playground or some fields. <laughs> yeah, or a field, yeah. <laughs> he was not actually taking a shit outside. 
I mean, I've guffed it. No, you're still doing your pants. <laughs> Old charter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey. Oh, that one was wet. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, just listening to Talks Boys Morning, Adam Peaty is on, uh, probably one of the best swimmers of all time. Um, probably our best hope for a medal at the Olympics. And I just want to know, who is your favourite athlete from the Olympics of all time? Paul, you on the clock. Usain Bolt. The man can run 100 metres in like 9.65 seconds. It's funny, actually, you mentioned this, because obviously the, the job that I do working in the science department in a school, we, we obviously look at certain aspects of scientific method. And it always baffles me as to how a human being can run 10 metres quicker than one second. Now, 10 metres is a canny distance. Now, how does one second, like in that clicking time, someone's running 10 metres? I, I just can't get it. I can't fathom my head around it. Yeah. I know what you mean. I'm Dan, not sure what Dan's doing. Dan, you're on the clock. I've got to agree. Um, like, you can't think of any other athlete that you would want to be other than Usain Bolt. Um, the arrogance of the man, but not just arrogance. Like, the arrogance that he can actually pull it off and be also the nicest bloke as well. So, like, he pleases absolutely everyone. He pleases the media, pleases the fans around him, pleases the towel boys. Um, he's just like from stories and the footage you see around him, he's just an absolute legend to be around. And he smashes world records. Um, like you can't think, can can any other athlete in the Olympics even compare to him? In terms I can only of- come with, with like a couple, uh, and it was Jan Zelesnik, who was Steve Backley's um, main competitor in the javelin. And he's the kind of guy that could probably have hit a 10,000 meter runner with a javelin. Had- <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you'd have done that, he'd get? have been up there with you. Can I just point out as well? Um, with the Olympics, it's quite difficult because all of our minds um, seem to attract towards the most, um, the biggest events like the sprinting, like um, what else is the <laughs> jumps, gymnastics, etc. But like the swimming, but and the rowing, etc. Blah blah. But there are so many other sports in there with massive personalities who have probably won loads that no one ever even knows about because they're such shit sports. So, like the horse one, like the horse one, for example. No one cares, Christian, but they yeah. just make a, a horse dance. I mean, <laughs> no come one on, cares. That, no training one a horse to dance. Um, yeah. I just the horse that should get the medal, not the fucking <laughs> little woman at the back. The horse does not think. Only gets a little bit of battle ahead. <laughs> oh, I'm getting angry now. Um, uh, uh, there's a couple of like honourable mentions for me. Kurt Angle, uh, obviously for obvious reasons, because I love wrestling, and the fact that he won a gold medal in 1996 with a broken fucking neck. Um, but Steve Redgrave would have been up there. But mine is Bradley Wiggins, and Bradley Wiggins <laughs> is unreal because it just looks like a bloke that you'd meet down the pub and he just talk to you for a while, you'd have a couple of beers and he'd just be a funny bloke. Like when he won the Tour de France, he was the halfway through his speech and he just went, oh, we're just going to draw the raffle after this. Like he didn't ever take it seriously and I quite like Bradley Wiggins. I think I've always been a bit of a fan of him. The fact that he's won so many, I know Chris Hoy's won more. Uh, we, we seem to dominate the cycling for some reason uh, in this country. We're, we're very good at cycling. Um, I was very close to saying Michael Johnson because he's the first real memory I ever had of the, the Olympics in 96. 
I know we talk about Linford Christie, um, but and the gold shoes that Johnson had. I didn't want to say Usain Bolt because the answer is Usain Bolt. Let's be brutally honest, it is Usain Bolt. But I just think you should have said minus uh, Usain Bolt if uh, it comes to anyone else. Yeah. But Usain, that's why I said the England one earlier because mm. everyone going... goes straight yeah. to Gascoigne, whereas the Olympics go straight to Usain Bolt. Yeah, going to your, your Linford Christie thing. Mm. Do you think he was more famous for the fact that he was quite quick or the fact that he had a massive dung? Yeah. Definitely cock. <laughs> the only reason I watched him. I mean, he, he actually got called Linford's lunchbox. Like, I mean, you know. Yeah, and I'll be full after that. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even maze the grapes. <laughs> <laughs> I think what's more impressive is he was able to run that quick with his dog. But it's... I wonder if Linford's ever done a poo in a school. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? Uh, if he's off a tree as well, we can wipe his arse with his cock. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, if he'd put a hole in his like, lycra, he could have used his cock as another leg and like three-legged runner. <laughs> we probably like, got there quicker. Like, before we carry on, we're talking about Linford Christie's dick. Um, <laughs> I'm going to finish it there. Um, so the, tw- uh, the poll will go up on Twitter this evening. Uh, I've been Andrew Clark from Paul Clark and Daniel Hargreaves. Uh, also, hang on, we're there. We, we poo in trees. Co-commentators, co-commentators, you're not just Bob and Andrew Clark. Co-hosts. So we are also co-hosts. Uh, if anything, you're yeah, the admin. I'm Paul Clark. Joined. I've no. brought the people to this. Listen, no, 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 no. hang on, hang on. I'm in charge here. This is this is, this is my fucking show. Um, no, so I'm Andrew Clark from Paul Clark. And I, this show wouldn't happen without I, people like I, me and Daniel. I'm 